Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson. Flying solo today for a weekend recap show. There is so much going on in the world of sports, and that is one of my favorite sentences to say. And I am thankful that that, that every sport is going on right now. So many great storylines and a lot to discuss on the show today. Before we jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options. It's healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. So I had a wonderful weekend and hung out on Dadder Day with my one-year-old daughter, Maddie, and we had a blast. She's at such a fun age. My uh, my wife was gone for the day, and, and so I ended up watching her on Friday and Saturday. So I, I got a lot of daddy maddie time and and feeling just uh encouraged and refreshed from the weekend and it's always challenging because i I try to watch you know sports and hang out on the couch maddie's she's right at that stage of of learning to walk she's not quite there so if you have any tips on you know how to get a a baby kind of over the over the hump so to speak to uh to start walking fully she can walk just not fully on her own um you know that game and, uh, and so, you know, watch it, watch it sports with, with her on the couch. So we're, we're playing with little toys and keeping an eye on, on the games or, or different shows that I watch. Uh, always interesting. But uh, there, there, there is plenty to discuss today. And it is Kobe Bryant Day, Mamba Day, 824. Uh, it's also my brother's birthday, which is cool. And he happens to be a huge Kobe fan, almost bigger than me. Uh, but, of course, we, we miss Kobe and it's so cool that that they're honoring you know Kobe this way, and and just the the memories stir up, and it's cool that the legend of Kobe Bryant has gone to a new level because we appreciated him as sports fans, and and all that he accomplished in his twenty year career, and the highs and lows, and and all the stories that that surround him. But I just in hearing younger NBA players talk and fans talk. It's just interesting how impactful Kobe was, you know, while he was living, but but now even in his death, and it's just fascinating. So uh, I've got the the Mamba mentality book here in the office, and his jerseys hanging in the wall on the wall, and and so uh, we we miss him. But uh, eight twenty four Kobe Bryant day, very very cool. I want to talk some NFL, NBA today, and normally I'll, I'll save the Unpack This devotional for the end of the conversation, but today I want to lead with it because, for one, it's a, a foundational message, but also I, I think it just fits at the top of the show today. And, and so if you aren't subscribed to the weekday email devotional, 
Uh, make sure you sign up and subscribe on unpackingit.com. Current sports stories, we relate it to the Bible. We send it out through email, and you can subscribe for free. And so today I wrote about multiple events from the weekend and how even though different athletes or different teams put up incredible performances, it wasn't enough. And so let's think about it. So the L.A. Clippers, they scored 133 points, yet that wasn't enough to win. They ended up losing by two to Luka and the Mavs in overtime, and, and I've got plenty of thoughts on Luka in, in just a moment. But then you also had the Denver Nuggets put up a tremendous performance. Jamal Murray had 50 points, but they lost 127 to 129 to the Utah Jazz because Donovan Mitchell put up 51. We got to talk about Donovan Mitchell. And the the future of the NBA is now and we're seeing it in these playoffs, which is thrilling for me as an NBA fan. Then uh on Saturday night, you know, the Rockets, they lost in overtime to the Thunder. James Harden scored 38 points in 37 minutes, still wasn't enough, and, and they lost in overtime. Then you've got the Celtics. They, they swept the Sixers. The Sixers just don't have enough, especially without Ben Simmons, to beat the Celtics. The Celtics are loaded, so much uh, balance of, of talent, meaning front court, back court, slashers, bench play, defense, scoring, size, quickness. They've got it all. The Sixers, they got a bunch of big men that don't fit together. And, and then you remove Simmons, who, who is a weapon, and they just don't have enough. And then you've got the, the Nets, a cute story, making the playoffs without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, but they don't have enough either to beat the Raptors. And an even better story is the Toronto Raptors and Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse absolutely deserved Coach of the Year to, to do what they've done this year you know, after losing Kawhi Leonard you know, a really nice roster and a roster that won the NBA championship. But for me, I viewed that as the Warriors losing the NBA finals, not the Raptors winning it. And, and I still believe that the Warriors would have won it. But regardless, the Raptors got there. They represented the Eastern Conference and they got the rings. But then to follow that up, for one, to stay motivated. It's always tough after you win You know, the following year. Do you continue to stay motivated? And and the Raptors, I guess they've got some young players, but they've got old guys like Marcus Gasol. And Serge Ibaka had a huge game in Game 4, and, and he's a, a little older. And Kyle Lowry's been around the league for a long time. But you just mentioned all these different names. I and mean, then Siakam. And this team is amazing in the way that they play together. They complement each other. And Nick Nurse, out of nowhere has become one of the top coaches in the league, and coaching does matter. And we may get into that topic today as well, but uh, I'm getting distracted here. But anyway, the, 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 the Nets just didn't have enough without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to beat the Raptors. So uh, this theme of not having enough goes into golf from the weekend as well. Dustin Johnson, he's back to being the number one golfer. He shot 30 under. One of my buddies sent out a text uh, or a message that you know this isn't real life. This is you know, somebody else sent a picture. Tiger Woods golf uh, on EA Sports. That's what that's what that's like. Thirty under? Are you kidding me? He won by eleven strokes. But that's to me that's okay. That's that's amazing. But get this a guy named Harris English. He finished nineteen under. He shot a round of sixty four, and all he could do was finish second. <laughs> are you kidding me? That's the weekend you have, and you finish second. And then Scotty Scheffler, 
He shot a 59. He finished 17 under overall, yet that wasn't enough to get the win. That wasn't even enough to finish second. And then lastly, in baseball, the Chicago White Sox first baseman, uh, Jose Abreu, he tied a major league record on Sunday with his fourth straight at bat hitting a home run. So that's incredible. And it was his sixth homer in the series uh, against the Cubs, but his team still lost. The White Sox lost to the Cubs on Sunday 2-1. to one. And so all of those performances were incredible, but they had to have woken up today realizing that their best efforts, they weren't enough to win. And so as discouraging and, and defeating as it must be for these athletes, for us today as we open up the show and, and reflect on this, that statement, their best efforts just weren't enough, is actually freeing when it's understood in the context of God's amazing grace. Because even though we'll never be perfect enough or good enough to earn God's love and salvation, He gives it to us anyway, because His grace is is free, and it's all because of Jesus. And so our great accomplishments and impressive good works, they still leave us falling short, and so we have to rely on Jesus to redeem us. And so thankfully, he, He came, He died on the cross, and He rose again, so that we could be made right in the sight of God. And, and so he took the, the punishment on our behalf, and it's Christ's righteousness, his perfection, that now is given to us when we receive salvation and grace and forgiveness through, through Jesus. And, and so we get e- eternity uh, with him. And, and so uh, the verses that I shared today in the devotional, you can go read those, uh, Romans 3, 20 through 25, but, but basically, we've all sinned, we all fall short of God's glorious standard, yet God, in His grace, freely makes us right in His sight. He did this through Jesus Christ when He freed us from the penalty for our sins. And, and so what a, a wonderful, beautiful picture that, you know what, we're, we're not good enough on our own. And so we praise God for sending Jesus to do what we couldn't do. We could try our whole life and we could shoot 30 under or 19 under or 17 under, it, it doesn't matter. That's not what it's about. It's about God's grace. And so we could you know, shoot terribly or miss the game-winning shot, uh, but ultimately it, it's about God's grace in our life. And so uh, you know, no matter how much we've screwed up or no matter how many great things we've done, that's not God. We still never can live up to God's standard. And, and, and His way of forgiving us and redeeming us is through Jesus. And, and, and so his love is available to us. We're able to know him through Jesus, not because of our own goodness in, in, in what we can accomplish, our own efforts. And so I, I hope that's encouraging for you today, and I hope that that's a, a freeing understanding that, man, I'm not good enough, and that's okay because God's good enough, and, and, and he's, more, he's more than enough. He's all we need. So we'll, we'll start there. So in, in view of that, uh, hopefully that's an encouragement. Even if we are already a follower of Jesus, we still want to remember that, that, that as we go about our day, it's not up to our efforts to try to earn any sort of you know, gold star, so to speak. It's about resting in God's grace and his love. And out of that, yeah, we live and we, we do good works and we serve him and love people well. So that's all, uh, all part of it. So let's jump in. Plenty of big topics to discuss. And I was driving in today and was listening to Dan Patrick, and he was talking about 
this being one year since Andrew Luck retired. And I got to tell you, that story to me seems underrated. I've probably brought it up on this show before, but think about it. One of the, the best young quarterbacks in the NFL retired out of the blue, and we're a year later, I don't hear any kind of rumors of, of is Andrew Luck going to return? You know, even Gronk, he's back. He didn't last long. Yeah, he did his, he did, I like the mass Singer. He was on the mass Singer. He did wrestling. He did a bunch of commercials or TV spots or all sorts of different things. He was an analyst on Fox Sports, but Gronk is back. But Andrew Luck, I think he's living the, the quiet dad life, and apparently he's still in Indy, and I don't even think he's 30 years old yet, and there's no talk of him coming back to the NFL. He just straight up retired. He's out. He's done. I mean, that's, that's wild to me. I was talking to my brother yesterday. He's a, a big memorabilia collector, and he bought a bunch of Andrew Luck memorabilia. And, you know, that stuff just, it's not as, it's not worth much because he, Luck ended too premature. Like, he didn't really end on a high note either because his final days in Indy, they were just tough. Like, he still played great, but it was injuries and trying to get back out there and, he surprised the Colts and how he retired, and it kind of left them in a tough spot because that team is so talented. Now, when Luck was playing without an offensive line, they fi- the Colts finally woke up, and uh, I guess Chris Ballard is the, the GM. He added a bunch of offensive linemen to where now they actually have a great line. They have a young defense that's really good. I picked them up in fantasy. I'm excited about that. I saw them ranked uh, sixth today. Uh, on some ranking, and and so they've they've built a good defense. They've added you know more weapons to the offense, receivers, running backs. They've drafted guys to to add to some of the veterans that have been there. So I really like this team, and it was a great signing to get Philip Rivers, and and I think he'll actually have a, a a nice season. But he's at the back end of his career compared to just imagine them having Andrew Luck in the prime of his career actually healthy and what the Colts could have could have been now I still think the Colts are a Super Bowl contender I I believe it's going to be the Chiefs and the 49ers in a rematch but I do think that the Colts could get there I I really do Um, so it's a possibility and because of this great team but to think that that luck isn't there is just it's just wild to me so uh, that that just something to, to throw out there to you, but but I do want to talk uh, some NBA from the weekend, and and I guess first off, from a a fan's perspective, have you been watching the NBA? H- have you been t- tuning in at work at one thirty? I mean, it's it's hard to watch during the week, so you try to get as much in on the weekend. But going into the playoffs. I expected there to be a lot of close games, intense competition, and we're seeing that in some of the series, but I actually didn't think we'd see sweeps. And now looking back, that was actually a, a, a dumb thought on my part because, let's face it, some of these teams that have no shot, even though the, the Magic won the first game and they were all excited and all that, they didn't have a shot to really beat the Bucks. At some point in the Nets, they had no shot. Why would you want to continue to stay in the bubble? <laughs> you want to get back to your normal life. So you're not going to fight to win that extra game just to prolong the series. And, and so I, I do think 
you know, even the Blazers who who going into the playoffs thought, all right, maybe we'll we'll pull the big upset and they won the first game. I think at this point, the Lakers are just too tough. And maybe Damian Lillard and, and Carmelo and, and some of the veterans on that team want to prolong the, the series thinking they, they still might have a shot. But teams like the Nets and the Magic and like they're just out. Like they're they're done. So I was right in, in one regard. Yeah, we've seen some tight competition. We've seen a bunch of overtimes, which is great. And we will see some six-game, seven-game series, which is really exciting. And that Dallas Clippers series is absolutely up in the air. And so we're getting that great series, kind of a, a potentially epic series with with what's on the line because there's a lot on the line for the Clippers. Their, their finals, it's finals or bust, championship or bust. They, they really win the whole thing or bust. But Dallas, they're just an up-and-coming team. They're, they're a playoff team hoping to take the next step and build on or build around Luka and Porzingis. And I would say that they're probably a little further along than they would have even hoped. And so here we are you know, watching the playoffs and, and we're seeing some tight matchups, maybe a couple more blowouts than I expected, a couple sweeps more than I expected. Uh, but now thinking about it, it's like, yeah, of course these guys want to get out of the <laughs> out of the bubble but the, the the main story as we're watching is the young talent that is emerging and names that we've heard the rumors about or maybe caught a west coast game every once in a while on a thursday night double header where we saw donovan mitchell with the utah jazz now they're getting more recognition i mean none of the games are starting after nine which is nice. So you can watch more games and you know, it's hard to watch during the day, during the week, but you can get home and catch the highlights early evening, which is nice. And I I've got YouTube TV and you can actually rewatch the games really easily, and they've got this feature where you can catch up on key plays. It is a game changer. It is tremendous. I can't watch every game and like I said I'm juggling Maddie and trying to f- figure out you know we're we're playing oh here's another side note for you a little entertainment we Maddie just turned 1 it was her birthday she got a doll named Stella any Seinfeld fans out there Stella Stella every time I see the little uh, doll I'm yelling Stella so for you Seinfeld fans there you go we got we got Stella in the house uh, but this idea with Utah YouTube TV you can jump and watch the key plays in order of, of you know first quarter, second quarter, so on. It's great. I love it. But but here we are watching Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic become closer to superstars. Like they're they're right there on the verge. Win the series and maybe we'll we'll start talking more. You hate to throw around the superstar lingo too much, but I believe those guys, I'll throw Jason Tatum in that mix as well. Giannis is already there. We're seeing, though, the next layer of guys. Zion isn't there yet. I think Zion has the potential. But the Pelicans are at home. James Harden is there. LeBron's there. You know, the guys that we're used to. Joel Embiid is not a superstar because he doesn't really make players better. He doesn't carry his team. And, you know, Luka makes players better. He does a little bit of everything on the court. Donovan Mitchell makes players better. He's clutch. Damian Lillard is a superstar, and for some, they're, they're just finding that out this season or, or during these playoffs, and, and he was the star of the bubble uh, play-in games, and, and I'm, I'm a Lakers fan. 
I think the Lakers will be fine against the Blazers. I, I know one of our, our loyal listeners, Steve, is a big Blazers fan, and he's pulling hard for the Blazers. But maybe I'm a little overconfident uh, after the last game. But I, I feel like the Lakers have figured things out, and, and I think they're going to be fine. I just think that Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they're, they're two of the top five players. And so there's no other team that can say that. So I don't know. I, I just don't see somebody knocking off the Lakers this year. I still believe the Lakers are the team to beat. Now, if a team gets hot, maybe, and, and Anthony Davis basically has to show up every night, we know LeBron will. Davis has to show up every night and actually score. He's a good defender, rebounder, but he's got to score. He's got to be aggressive, but that's what I, I liked in that last game. LeBron's command of the offense and just the command on the floor is ridiculous. When you watch LeBron, he, he can do whatever he wants on the court. There, there, nobody stops it. Nobody guards LeBron. Are you kidding me? He can get to the rim every time. Like, we watch James Harden get to the rim every time, but that doesn't always translate to wins, just getting to the free throw line. LeBron could do that, but that's – and I was listening to somebody – I think I was even a caller on the Dan Patrick Show today. When you watch – so for the Rockets, and I, I'm jumping between teams here, but James Harden – he gets to the rim. Okay, great. He gets to the rim. He, okay, every time. He goes to the free throw line. He scores a bunch of points. Guys stand around and watch him. That doesn't, that doesn't entice your teammates, whereas LeBron gets his teammates involved. And you could say, oh, the Lakers lost the first game. He does this a lot. In the first game, he, he pulls back, or, or he'll do it even in a later game, just to make sure that other guys are invested, to say, all right, who's showing up? I'm not going to do this myself. I can, and, but it doesn't mean that we're going to win. I need other guys, and I'll help you. I'll set you up. I'll, I'll draw a double team and kick it out to you. I'll, I'll drive and kick. And, and the idea that people criticize, they especially did this early in his career, that he was such a passer, that's what, that's what makes LeBron great, is that he makes other players effective. He can take guys like J.R. Smith and Booby Gibson and all these other guys and carry them and get them involved. He would have more championships if it wasn't for a stacked Warriors team. So I, I, I don't want to hear about that. Anyway, that's another, that's a bigger topic. But, but LeBron's ability to carry teams, get other guys involved, allow Anthony Davis to be a star. He, he can work well with Davis. So they're the team to beat. Back to Luka. Dallas is good enough to beat the Clippers. Because we've talked about, Oh, the, Clip, the Clippers don't have the kind of chemistry. They haven't had the starting lineup the same all year long. Guys have been in and out of the lineup. Well, that's hard to overcome, especially when you're going up against a superstar like Luka. And, and I would still say Kawhi and Paul George are better than Luka and Porzingis. But the other night, Porzingis was injured and didn't even play. And, and Luka was just that dominant and that incredible. And, and that game could have gone either way. It's in overtime, and Luka had the ball last, and, and Dallas won. So it's hard to draw too many conclusions. But the Clippers need Paul George night in, night out. And I love the jokes about playoff Paul. And then on TNT, calling uh, Charles Championship Charles championship Chuck. Hilarious. That's great. That's good, uh, that's good fun. Clippers, they're, they are in trouble. And it's hard to over, you, know, you hate to overreact after each game. But Dallas is good enough. And, and like I said, they're probably a little further along in their development than they anticipated but they have a great nucleus, and the role players complement each other so well. I love Seth Curry. I love Hardaway Jr., uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. 
the big man. I love him. He's great. He was on TNT the other night and awesome interview with Charles and, and the guys. Um, and so uh, they've, they've got the, the right pieces, and, and it's just a lot of fun. That's going to be a long series. Could go either way. Kawhi's the best player still in that, in that series, but Luka's playing as well as anybody. And that game winner, are you kidding me? I saw a stat. Uh, Luka and Michael Jordan, the only players in NBA postseason history to cap a 40-point performance with a buzzer beater while trailing. How great is that? And then Luka, uh, over 40, 15, and 10, only Barkley and Oscar Robinson. And, uh, and then Jordan, uh, when he hit that, that buzzer beater, it was in 1989 when he hit the shot over Craig Elo. So, so how cool is that? And I do have a confession to make with Luka. I did not buy the hype when he came out because I have a strict, if I have a top draft pick, I'm not drafting a European player that, that we haven't seen play in college because of the history of those draft picks. Top picks where franchises hope that a, a European player, a young European player where it was all about potential, would come in and turn their franchise around normally didn't happen. Andrea Bargiani, Darko Milicic, uh, even Ricky Rubio, Valanchunas, uh, Mario Arizona, uh, Yi Jailin, Danilo Gallinari, Jan Vesely. Do those, some of those names ring a bell? Yeah, I mean, they're out of the league. Ricky Rubio's still playing, but and, and uh, Valanchunas is now with Memphis, but they didn't live up to their draft position. And, and then you throw in a guy like Porzingis, uh, who's not on his the team that drafted him. Same with pa- Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol was great, but not on the team that drafted him. I was hesitant to buy the hype with Luka, but Dallas found a steal. They found a guy like Dirk. So there are guys that, you know, it's just, to me, too risky. But Dallas swung for the fence. They got Luka. They traded for him. He's the real deal, and he is fun to watch, and he is leading the way for the next generation of superstars and he's he's very likable. I'm rooting for him, and 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 I'm 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 psyched. I'm psyched for Dallas. I like Mark Cuban, and and so this this, this playoff performance and, and series is the emergence of Luca. Now he had a great regular season, but this puts him on another level. Game winner, buzzer beater in overtime type of shots put you on the map because you're running on Sports Center top ten all week long. He reminds me of. A little Jason Kidd, a little Grant Hill, a little LeBron. I mean, he's a unique player. He he's got his own style. He's you know he's not a carbon copy of anybody. And and the fact that you know he is a a European player adds an interesting wrinkle to it. And the the fact that that Dallas is used to having Dirk for so long, and then to get him. I mean, it's like the Packers having Brett Favre and then having Aaron Rodgers, or the Colts having. Peyton Manning, and then Andrew Luck. And now we've gone full circle. So there you go. Uh, but anyway, I'm enjoying you know the NBA playoffs. I'll get into it more and more as the, the series get deeper and we're seeing some game five, six, seven. Those are always you know, more intense and more fun to watch. But we've already seen some, some games go down to the wire, which is, which is awesome. Let's switch gears. We'll, we'll wrap up with uh, just some, some NFL talk as well. As a Panthers fan... Sad to hear the news about Ron Rivera. Uh, he's battling cancer, and and you know Washington 
they're really taking the steps to turn that franchise around and, and, and hoping for the best for them, but, but specifically with Rivera and his health. And it's going to be tough. Here he is, a new coach, trying to take on the responsibility of turning around a, a sorry franchise, a sorry football team, while battling cancer at, you know, just as a new coach is really hard. But thankfully, he does have Jack Del Rio. And Jack Del Rio is a very solid NFL coach. He's had mixed reviews as a head coach, but everywhere he's gone, he's been very solid. Jacksonville was solid with Del Rio. The Raiders, pretty solid there with with him too. I I think they thought, oh, we'll move on from Jack Del Rio. All right, well, good luck. Uh, We'll see if Gruden can turn things around this year. But Del Rio, if he has to you know, kind of fill in for Rivera, take on more of a leadership role, which it seems like he will, I think he'll be okay. But again, the Redskins have a long ways to go. They've been a sorry franchise and a sorry football team. Uh, Sorry to any Washington fans, but that's the reality. You know it better than I do. But um, it it is interesting, going back to the Colts too, but Chuck Pagano, Bruce Arians, that worked pretty well. Bruce Arians, uh, another guy who had been around the NFL, he hadn't been given that head coaching opportunity, but that ended up leading to more opportunities for him. And Bruce Arians is still coaching, whereas Chuck Pagano is now a defensive coordinator. So that's just kind of interesting because, remember, Chuck Pagano was battling cancer as well. Uh, Thankfully, he recovered. uh, But I'm a little surprised he hasn't gotten another head coaching opportunity. But but Bruce Arians now with the with the Bucks. So we'll see. He now he fell into uh, Tom Brady, which is which is pretty nice as well. Um, So anyway, on next week's show, uh, I need to wrap it up today. But next week's Monday recap show, I've got a lot more NFL I'd like to get to. So much going on with, with training camp and, and a lot of intriguing storylines, especially at the, the quarterback position. Cam Newton playing well in New England, very surprising to me. Very surprising. So a uh, little teaser with that. And then also uh, we'll talk more uh, fantasy football. I've got some more fantasy football kind of announcements to, uh, to let you in on. But do want to encourage you, if you want to play in one of our Unpacking It leagues, Check out unpackingit.com slash fantasy. We've got some open spots. We've got a 12-man league and a 32-man league. Would love to play against you. So check that out, unpackingit.com slash fantasy. And then also, if you are playing fantasy football this year, you've already got your own leagues, check out the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook. Uh, You'll support the ministry, and you'll have an awesome book to read throughout the fantasy football season. You can find out more, fantasyfootballfellowship.org. So, so check that out, and if you, if you have any thoughts on today's show, we'd love to hear from you, Bryce at UnpackingIt.com, Bryce at UnpackingIt.com. So thanks for listening to the Unpacking It podcast. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We've got some interviews coming up here on the podcast uh, this week and, and throughout the, the fall, so we're, we're fired up. Uh, we'll continue to bring you Uh, More content here on the Unpacking It podcast as the summer wraps up. And we greatly appreciate your feedback, leaving reviews, sharing this podcast with your friends and social media network, and and let us know know, what topics you want to hear about. And we greatly appreciate your support. This has been the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. And as always, I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected and through faith, I have been saved by His grace.
I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.